1: Welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast and y'all it is episode 99 we're gonna party like it's episode 99 (laughs) that means that the next episode is the 100th episode but before we get to the 100th episode we got to make 99 amazing can't feel left out for sure like it was just in the line can we talk about something real quick I'm ready Do you remember when the
0: song would play? I'm gonna party like it's 1999, and it was not 1999 yet. Oh, you lived in the bubble. You didn't hear. I don't even. I mean, I know that
1: song now, but I don't think I knew that song. You don't know who sings it? Oh, I have no idea.
0: Prince. It's like an epic song. Purple rain. (laughs) (laughs) But I just want you. I just want our brains to think about. Do you know how long ago 1999 was? Twenty four years. Like, that's bananas. When did the song come out? Not a clue.
1: Early, late 80s? I don't know. Like he was, he, he wrote it in in thoughts of 1999. I think so. Wow. I wonder if it was like 89 or. Do people write songs like 2030? We're gonna party like it's <laughs> 2051. <laughs> that doesn't sound as good. Uh-uh. I feel like the 2000s just, they don't have a lot going for them. No, but it's a
0: real, didn't we had a friend recently that told us that. Some little sugar from the, a young girl was telling a story about a couple, and she said they met in the late 1900s. Yes, <laughs> and she started doing the math, and yeah, she was like, us. "Wow, late 1900s. Yes.
1: That's us. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we old. Just yes, we are. It's just it just messes with you. Listen, I am over 40 and embracing it with all its flaws." It's going to be fine. I, I mean, I think I'm okay with it. It's just like the just like the mind-boggling of... I don't think about that stuff a lot.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I derailed you. We're on episode 99. And it's going to be amazing. Better than Prince's song. What do you have for us today, Rebecca? Okay,
1: we are in the middle of Ice Mageddon here in Dallas, Texas. Yes. Um, I think it's actually more than Dallas, Texas. I think it's lots of places. Really? Oklahoma's got a little bit, mm. right? Didn't it go off to the... Yeah. East West you watch the news you would I know. do watch the news. I have not a clue. Listen, what's it's happening. not just us, but we've been out of school and work. We're on day three mm-hmm. of being home with our children and my ears are tired. Yes, from listening to them from listening yes. to them. Yeah. and being at home with all my people for seventy two hours now, I have been reminded of something that God gifted women, which is super hearing. yeah like we can't not hear it. I know, we hear everything. And you wonder
0: like why don't the husbands mm. hear all of mm. this? Like
1: or do they? And they're just I don't think they do. I really don't think that
0: Greg hears it. He doesn't even flinch. But like Jeremy is sitting in the most like the middle of the home. He's sitting in his chair in so the living Craig. room. Middle of the living room. So it's the most central location. Yes. I'm over here and the whole other part of the house yes. locked in a room.
1: And I heard. I heard it. So how how did he miss it? So we're gonna play a little game. Okay, okay. who hears it first? You or Jeremy. Okay. You ready? Kids fighting. Me. The pantry door opening.
0: Oh me. The alarm clock.
1: Jeremy. Yeah, I knew Jeremy was going to win that one. (laughs) Okay, a kid that's about to throw up. Oh, me. Uh, A question from the back seat. Me. He doesn't even hear it at all. A question in general. Yeah, 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 no. no. The timer on the oven. Okay, he will
0: hear that. Or like if old girl's going off with the timer and start shouting... Whose timer is that? You know, or the oven's ready or, you know, yeah.
1: As much as I want to be mad about it, I don't think he actually hears it. So if he doesn't hear it, how can I be frustrated? Because I can't unhear it. Right. Like my, I hear everything. Yeah. Before it even happens, I feel like I'm hearing it coming. Yeah. Or you see them moving behind you or you, like, there's these supersonic senses. Yes. So I just feel like God gifted moms with like crazy hearing. We're who, amazing.
0: Who is there? Are there any of those in your house that Greg hears first?
1: <laughs> None. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, not even the alarm clock. I hear the alarm clock. Yeah. I usually turn off his alarm clock. Really? Yes. I hear it all. This morning, my alarm clock went off at six thirty. Why? Well,
0: it's just set, and I was said, Alexa, shut up. <laughs> did she
1: say back to you don't talk to me like that (laughs) she didn't say anything but she showed it quit no you didn't say off how does she know to? i don't know dude
0: i do not know but in my sleep
1: state (sighs) that's what i said to her moms i just want you to know i see you (laughs) and i hear you i'm sorry i'm sorry that you have supersonic hearing and that you hear all the things in your house Uh i also feel compelled to take action upon hearing those things Yeah. I don't have the ability to just not do anything. Yeah. Sometimes I'll say, go ask your dad. But then he gives him an answer I don't like, so then I go jump in anyway. Yeah, then you got to circle back. So I just want you to know, this has been a rough ice Icemageddon. But hey, it's coming back for us. School's coming back. We're going to be fine. We're going to be be fine. fine. We're going to be fine. You're going to get to go to Target again.
0: Yes. Hopefully you've gotten to watch a movie with your kiddos or you know, done a puzzle or
1: something. I feel like we need to play a family game tonight because I've seen people posting and I'm like, we haven't played a family game. We got to play a family game so I can say we did it. Right. Something you can cling to and be like, we We did this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're going to do that for sure. Okay. So last week on the podcast, Kate talked to us about how we talk to ourselves more than anybody else. Yeah. I loved your name. Don't be a punk to yourself. Okay. (laughs) Doesn't it feel good to say that? Yes. It does. Um, there's this inner dialogue inside of us and it's kind of like a bully Mm -hmm. and we say things to ourselves that just make us feel insecure and inadequate Yes, and they're mean and we would never say them to anybody else. Right. Um, and I just, I don't know if there's like, if that's just sin in us, right. You know, or if that's just, um, that God shaped hole where we just need our creator to come in and tell us who we really are. Yeah. But it is, it just plays through our heads. And I think, you know, listening last week, it also made me realize that it's probably playing through my kids' heads. Mm. And so I just need to be active and just reinforcing truth in Girl, their lives. that's good. Yeah. Who they are, what God's made them to be, what they're not, you know, just encouraging them. So just think about that with your kiddos, that they need you as their mom to be reinforcing all those truths in their life, just like we need somebody reinforcing that truth in our life too. That's great. But it got me thinking that all of us are operating from this place of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, brokenness in God's eyes is being so crushed by the sin and darkness of the world that we recognize there is no place to turn, but to God. Yeah. And the problem is, is that a lot of us are broken and we don't know it. Yeah. And we think we're operating out of a place of health. Sure. I got it together. Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. We have to recognize this because it affects the way that we listen and receive messages from others. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about not only do we listen to ourselves, but we listen to the world. Yeah. We listen to messages. We listen to others. And if we're all broken by sin, then we can either turn to God in desperation or we can turn to worldly fixes. Yeah. And I think what I find in my own life is that I tend to try the worldly fix first. First, always, unfortunately. Before I turn to God. Yes. Some of that's just, um, I think we think it's easier. Like, almost like talking to God's harder, so I'll just go try this on my own. Yeah. And then if it doesn't work, I'll talk to God. Some of it is maybe, I'm like, well, I figured it out this time. I know better. But instead of turning to God, I still turn to the worldly fix. Sure. We just try all the things first. And so in the book of Jeremiah, we read um, about how God's people turn to the world instead of God. I think it's still true of us today. Jeremiah was a prophet and he was calling for the nation to turn back to God. And he says this in Jeremiah 2.13, it says, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Mm. You've probably heard that verse before. So a cistern was vital for life in the desert. It was like this giant pit that they would dig into the hole, into the ground, or into a cave, uh, into the rock. And it would gradually fill up with water when it would rain so that when the drought came, they had water because water was life. Yeah. You didn't have water, you couldn't live. Yeah. And so Jeremiah was saying to the people, the the cisterns that you dug are leaking. They're not holding water. So when you need it, it's not going to be there for you. And think about how our broken lives so often cause us to listen to things that are leaking wow. and don't offer the fixes that we need. Yeah. We have those broken cisterns in our own life. So I was trying to think about, What messages or advice have I been taking in that I've been trying to fill that cistern and it's leaking? One of them, I think, is beauty for women. Um, Not just weight, ladies, but just the idea of outward appearance. Sure. We all like to look good. (laughs) We don't want wrinkles. We want great skin. I mean, I'm over 40 now, so I feel like I'm reading products in the grocery store differently. Yeah, and you're reading them like this. You're Yes, like get a yes. Away. <laughs> I need some readers. First, I'm going to go get some readers from the um, pharmacy, and uh-huh. then I'm going to walk over to the skincare aisle, and I'm going to read about hyaluronic acid uh-huh. and all the things. But it's like, try this moisturizer. Get this Lash Boost Serum even I've seen these ads on Facebook for silk pillowcases that are supposed to, like, do you sleep with one? Yeah. Everything you just said, I've done all, I have all oh, those. Oh, you things. have all those? Yeah. I don't have the silk
0: pillowcase yet. I mean, dude, I don't know if it's making a difference. Supposedly, I, it, first of all, it feels good. Does it? But supposedly, it helps your hair not get as greasy at night.
1: Oh, I thought it was for your wrinkles. It wasn't and for supposed your to wrinkle your face. I didn't know it had anything to do with my hair. Yeah. I mean, I first heard about it for hair.
0: Really? Um, I don't know. How could it help with wrinkles?
1: I don't know. I mean, when I lay on my face, it squishes. Right. <laughs> it's going to squish on cotton. It's going to squish on soap. I don't know. We're in search of it, though. And it, yeah. does, it does not matter what age you are. Mm-hmm. From little to big, mm-hmm. we are all in search of this beauty. I, I do think when I feel beautiful, I might have a better day. Sure. I mean, because I just feel good about myself. Yeah. The problem is, is that I'm not beautiful every day. I mean, there are days where my hair is greasy, but according, let's, let's say that though, that like beautiful, according to the world, according to the world standards, according to
0: the ideal beauty of our time. That's right. Like some days, yeah, we may be hitting that mark and
1: some days we're not. Yeah, Right. And the world says that this mark is like, I don't know, it's like what the 0.01% for sure to hit. Yeah. And you better get it all just right. It's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. So instead of being desperate of God to remind me that he's my creator and that when he did create me, he was thoughtful and he was intentional, mm-hmm. I end up being desperate for the next great trick. Yeah. That's going to make me feel pretty. Yeah. I'm spending money on it. I'm spending time on it. And it's, this is what's so crazy to me. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like I actually know that. Yeah. If somebody asked me if does Lash Boost Serum work, I would say, yeah, until you stop using it. Oh, until and, you stop using it. And then it doesn't work. But honestly, it works really well when you use <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, so Kate likes the Lash Boost Serum. <laughs> but we know this. We know that in order to attain that standard, we have to actually keep running after it.
0: Yes, because it's exactly what you said about it's a broken cistern. It's a I mean, it's a, cistern. it's a leaking sieve. You're always having to pour money and time and research and trying products into that thing. It doesn't hold.
1: And when we are desperate for God and we look to him as our creator, he never once says, go do this, get this, buy this, put this on. Preach. He literally just holds us in his hands and tells us how beautiful and wonderful we are. Yes. That's a broken cistern. Okay, the the next one for me is success. Success is a broken cistern for me. Mm -hmm. I think... I don't know what it is about if it's my age or just my season of life. I feel like earlier in life, I don't know, I was just so gung-ho. I was like, just go do it all. Let's just get it all. Let's work it all. Let's have it all. Yeah. And it felt like everything was just like, okay, I can get that. I'll just try harder, work harder. And I don't know, this season of life with my older kids, I feel like they need me so much more that I kind of stepped back out of that. I'll just go get it type attitude. And now it's left this leak in my Hmm. sister and where I just don't feel as successful. Right. I just don't feel like I'm achieving all the things that I used to achieve. It almost feels like I should have, you know, checked that box already. And it feels like I I probably did. And now I feel like there's another box to check. Hmm. I want so badly to contribute to my family. I feel the loomingness of college and insurance and cars. And so you just, you want to be a contributor. I want to help. Wow. Um, but I just don't feel like my financial contribution equals my spouse. Wow. I mean, I don't know that it ever will. No, mine won't. I mean, we could take a whole little rabbit trail tangent on how women get paid, but yeah. I'm not gonna go there today. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there today. But then you kind of look down the road to the end of life and you, you kind of have this realization, I'm never gonna make that. Is that okay? Well, and like you look at Solomon who said it's all meaningless. <laughs> exactly. Because what is extra money really going to do? I think it's going to make my life easier, but it's probably just going to make me hungry for more.
0: Well, and then it binds you up. I mean, you know, right now, I think, Rebecca, you have had this gift of being able to be at every game. You get to go to all the things. You get to be with them and be present. Yes. Um, And so there's a trade-off. Right. And so why is it
1: as women that we feel like we need the success and the be at everything. Yeah, It feels like we can have it all. Yeah, I don't think we can. I think no. what you're saying is yeah. right. There's a trade-off. Yeah.
0: There's always a trade-off. And, you know, I'm with you on that. And, you know, I struggle to be able to fall asleep at night and feel okay about myself if I don't feel like I've done enough that day, you know,
1: so I'm with you on that. So I think as women, we're, we're fighting this battle to feel enough to feel worthy. Like I did what I was supposed to get done today. I've contributed enough to my family. I've helped put money in the bank. I've done whatever. Even if you have an amazing job that pays you a lot of money, I actually bet you still feel that way. Agree. Agree. So it's not like there's just like with beauty, there's not some echelon that you hit where you're like, okay, that's good. I'm good. No, It's not there. No, it's a leaky cistern. You're always going to be trying to put in more into that one. Yes, yes. Anything that's come to mind for you when we think about these leaky cisterns or things that we feel like we're chasing or there's some unrealistic standard out there that we just can't attain.
0: I think it helps put it into perspective. And there's a weird tension there because on the one hand, I think beauty products, getting our hair dyed, Mm -hmm, using eyelash mm -hmm. serum, like, those things are okay. Like, it's not like we're sinning by doing those things, right? Right. They're all acceptable by God. It, you know, the problem comes in when we're trying to find our worth and meaning in those things and when we have these really negative side effects, when we feel like we aren't attaining those things and in, in kind of what, where we've thought about, you Right. Know? Agreed. So it's a really weird, tricky tension, and success is the same way, you know. Like we look to Scripture, and He says, "Be fruitful and multiply," you know, and have dominion over the earth. Well, dude, that's a gray area because <laughs> it's like how much I got to multiply, right? How how much is there there you know? But I think the the heart of the matter is that you do this to the glory of God, mm-hmm. not to meet some need that you're never going to be able to meet within yourself doing it. Right. Right. So there's just these weird tensions here with these things because they're part of our daily lives, but they can become crippling when they become the main thing instead of making God and his glory the main thing.
1: Yeah. The core evil in all our sins is believing that some broken cistern will give us greater life and joy than God. Agree. And just like you said, I think we live in a beautiful world that God has given us. We are meant to enjoy it and to have fun and to live abundant and There's nothing wrong with shopping and putting on makeup and going to your job and feeling good about what you did that day. All those things are part of this beautiful world that God's given us. But when we expect that thing to fill our cistern and to give us life, then we're putting it in the wrong place and it's leaking. Um... I was listening to a podcast the other day where the the guy was talking about how he believes that God's goal for us on this earth is to flourish, Yeah, that he wants us to flourish, he wants nature to flourish, and that a lot of what we're running into in life is actually not helping us flourish, it's keeping us captive, right? We feel imprisoned by it. Mm-hmm. And so when you find things that help you flourish, that's a God-given gift. Yeah, It's something that God has been so kind to give us. I'm so thankful yeah. that I can enjoy tacos and yeah. that I can have fun clothes and that I can wash my sheets and get into bed at night and feel excited about that. I'm yeah. so grateful that God gives us those beautiful things. But I just think it's so easy for me to get caught up in thinking that that's the end all. Right. Because that that in lies the
0: trap. And that's exactly what you're saying. I agree with that completely. Um, And I think it's just so hard for us to navigate. It requires spirit-led wisdom, you know, in order to know, is this for flourishing or is this for bondage? Right. And at what point does it tip into one way or the other? You know, I think that is where we can't, I can't say for you, eyelash serum is going to be what puts you over the edge into bondage. Right. Right. I, I can't say that for you. I don't know that for you because it could have been getting your hair dyed or it could have been the last time you went shopping. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's just different for all of us. I just think we're just walking through so much nuance here. But I think it's important for us to be able to look at because I, it's it's like what you said at the beginning that we're in these traps that we're not even aware of. Exactly. We're pouring
1: into these broken cisterns and we don't even know there's a leak. We don't know there's a leak until we need it. Yes. So that's where the kicker comes in, is we're just trucking along doing great, just like the people in the desert, mm-hmm. until there's a drought, and then they go back to the cistern and it's empty, there's no water in it, and then it's too late. Yeah. And so what we're doing is we're just happy as a lark until something breaks. Well, you think about social media, you know, you think about Instagram
0: comes along and you're like, oh, this looks so fun, I'm going to get to see what all my people are doing, uh-huh. and you know, and there is that huge part of it, Right. But slowly over time, we start to realize the shackles it's put on us. Yes. When you post something and it gets one like. Right. And you're like, uh-oh, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go eat worms. <laughs> you know, but you, it, yes. it messes up who you feel like you are. Yes. And then you realize, oh,
1: I went to that well to get water, to get life. And it's empty. It's empty. Yeah. So Jeremiah later on um, in 17 verses 9 through 10 says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. Mm -hmm. God knows. Just what you said. I don't know what that thing is that's going to tip you. Mm -hmm. God knows. Yeah. So there is somebody that knows and it's God because he knows our hearts Mm -hmm. And he's not surprised by the wickedness in them. He is not surprised that something is the tipping point that sends us down that dark hole because he already knows what's inside our hearts. He knows how easily we try and fill it with messages from the world that don't satisfy. He knows my motives. Mm -hmm. He knows if I'm just seeking to make myself feel better. What cheap, he already knows the cheap fix I'm actually going to go to, (laughs) to try to make that happen. And here's what's so amazing, mamas. He knows and he still loves us. That's right. He knows, and he still pursues us. Mm -hmm. He knows, and he still offers us life. Mm -hmm. He still is standing there going, I've got it. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Don't try that. Don't buy that. Mm -hmm. I have the living water. So last week, Kate shared a Psalm from David that um, kind of helped us see how we are talking to ourselves and how we really can, if we just lay it before the Lord He's going to bring about that wisdom in our heart to bring us back. So this is another Psalm of David's from Psalm 51. It says, Purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Give me back my joy again, for you have broken me, but let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Hmm. Even though our heart is wicked and deceitful, God has the cure. Mm -hmm. And he wants to create that clean heart in us. He wants us to see him as the giver of that clean water, that spiritual goodness that fills that cistern. And when he does restore that joy to us, when we do finally like, aha, I see it, God. Then it says that we can actually take what we've learned and then teach others. Yeah, yeah. Each of our stories have different broken parts. No one knows all those parts except God, but I can actually take those parts that are broken, and when I heal, I can begin offering them to others. Yeah, that's good. It's only when I turn to God for healing from brokenness that I can begin operating out of a place of wholeness, Mm -hmm. because that's where we really want to be, moms, Mm -hmm. We know that when we are off during the day, when something's broken, when the alarm didn't go off, we woke up late, a kid turns up sick, we forgot a report at work, it sets us on that course where everything's kind of edgy. And we're operating out of this brokenness that then spills onto those around us. We're short with our temper. We yell when we shouldn't. We spend too much time on social media and then feel even worse about ourselves. But when we operate it out of of a place of wholeness, Mm -hmm. then we're actually able to offer others that overflowing gift of God. For sure, that living water. And wholeness can only be found in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, When I am whole, I receive God's truth. I'm able to recognize those false messages and lies. I can identify and then I can reject them. Yeah. Because that's the other important part is that we've got an enemy that desires to keep us captive sure I have to call them out yeah I have to say not today Satan yeah right yeah not today yeah there are so many ways that we as moms have got to set this this trend in our home this mm-hmm. this foundation this secure foundation in our home because we want our kids to be able to see us living in wholeness um so I had breakfast the other day with a friend and she shared this beautiful illustration with me that I can't wait to share with you guys today so shout out to Liliana so she was telling me about Kintsugi Do you know what kintsugi is? Why does that sound familiar? You probably will recognize it when I talk about it. So it's the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery with lacquer dusted with gold. Yes. It treats breakage and repair as part of the history of an object rather than something to disguise. So when things would get broken like teacups or vases, instead of just throwing the whole thing away... They would instead put it back together with this special lacquer that was actually dusted with gold. Mm. And what the gold did is it actually made the cracks even more visible. Mm. So you would look at this vase and you would see these cracks, but then you would see this beautiful gold over it. Mm. And it was this whole idea that the gold is actually making those cracks more seeable Mm -hmm. because it shows the repair, it shows the beauty of the object being repaired. And it's the history to say, look, I might've been broken, but now I've been put back together again. I can be even more beautiful now than I was before. Yeah. I love that. And I think, um, when we look at our lives, if we're trying to give off this persona to the world that we're fine, Mm -hmm. it's all fine. Mm -hmm. I'm not broken. I'm not messed up. But then on the inside, we have all these broken parts. That's actually very detrimental. It eats away at you. It puts you in this dark, lonely room where you feel like nobody understands or sees. And that's where bad things happen. But when I'm able to bring out to the world the broken parts, but then show not the gold overlay, but the Jesus overlay, then I'm able to show people, look what he did in these broken parts. It's even more beautiful than it was before. Agree 100%. And that's what we need as moms. Yeah. We need to be able to say to the world, that didn't work for me, but Jesus did. Mm -hmm. We need to be able to say, he is the reason that I am whole today and healed. Um, We need to be able to almost celebrate Mm -hmm. our brokenness. Yes. Celebrate the brokenness. Yes. Because when we celebrate it, it actually gives freedom to other people. Right. In his weakness, I am made strong. That's right. Yeah. There is another person out there that's listening to a message that's false. Okay. There is another mom out there that's that's reading into this lie and thinking it's true about her. And as soon as one of us speaks up and says, I went through that, but you know what? I figured out it wasn't true, and this is what God did. Mm. It brings freedom to that mom as well. Mamas, mm. that's so important. Yeah. You, We are surrounded by a world that is literally feeding us lies every single day. Yeah. And they're feeding, feeding them to our kids too. Mm. And if I don't get a hold of that, then my kids are going to get sucked into it too. And I don't want them to live. That's what's so crazy. When I look at my daughter, I don't want her to ever have to live that way. Yeah. I don't want her to have to struggle like I did. Sure. So when I show these broken parts of the world and I show how Jesus has come in and literally laid his gold over it to make it beautiful, it just gives so much hope to another person.
0: It does, and that's a real person. You know, that's a real person. I think the other option, you can be real or you can be counterfeit. And I feel like that's what you're describing here. Are the two options that we have on the table? Are we can listen to our culture and our world's vision version of what the ideal is, right? And it's you're gonna look a certain way, you're gonna have a certain home, you're gonna be a certain kind of mom, right? Yes. But that's the counterfeit. Version. The real version is submitted to God's truth. It's following what he is saying is best, where we're seeking out peace and holiness and community, right? All those beautiful things. Um, But it can be so hard, I think just because of all the messages we receive, to determine the counterfeit from the real. You know, and it just reminds me of that illustration you've probably heard about how the IRS, I think that's who, investigates. But in order to find out, you know, what money is fake, they don't study fake money. They study real bills. That's right. Because they get so familiar with what a real dollar bill, a real $100 bill looks like, that they know every single part. They know what makes it special. They know what it's supposed to look like. So that when a counterfeit comes along, they can spot it quickly. Exactly. And so for us, if we want to be able to identify what are these messages that we're getting that are counterfeit to what God's best is, we have got to know who he is. We have got to know what his best is. We have got to be in the word and listening to what he says we're supposed to be about and who we are and what matters to him.
1: That's right. You said study too, which I think is interesting. They study the real. Yeah. I don't know, moms. I just think sometimes when I look at my daily activities, you could say I studied a lot of things that day, but it might not have been the Bible. Sure. I mean, just being practical, when you look at the amount of time that we spend on social media or watching Netflix or the news or whatever it might be, you could you could very easily say I spend way more time on those things than I do studying the word. For sure. So how am I gonna know
0: what's real? Right. And you know, not to guilt trip us, but just like we need to be aware that these are the messages that we're taking in, and it affects us to the core of who we are. And because of that, we then start pouring water into broken cisterns. We're going to go to those cisterns, and we're going to find there was nothing there for you, girl. No, and it would have been better if you would have been putting that water into living, you know, into the living cistern that holds. That's right. So
1: that you could draw out living water. And this is the biggest encouragement I think is that when we figure out that the cistern is broken and it's leaking. The world has no fix for that. Right. I mean, they have, they're have; they done. There's nothing else to offer. It's almost I almost feel like the world says, well, start over. Yeah. <laughs> Try again. Yeah. Do something different. Right. God never says that. Yeah. He never says that. He is always waiting at the end of that broken cistern going, I've been here all along. Mm-hmm. And I'm offering you this living water and it does not require you to earn it mm-hmm. or buy it it's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift that God gives us and it's a free gift, but we have to be willing to receive it. First Thessalonians 5, 23 through 24 says, may God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said, if he said it, he'll do it. Love it.
0: That's beautiful. He will do
1: it. Yeah. He will do it. Yeah. So so start now. Uh-huh. Decide. Yeah. I want to be a studier of God's word because I want to know the truth so clearly that when the lie comes, I recognize it immediately. Yes. Decide that for yourself. Decide that for your kids. Decide that for your family. And God is dependable. You will never show up to study him and him not be there. Oh, yeah. He will be there and he will offer you in abundance more than what you thought you were going to get. Yes. He is always going to give you more than enough. Yes, Moms, we love you. We believe that God has so much in store for us. If we'll listen in, listen close, because those broken cisterns do not hold water. That's right. We love you so much, and we are so excited that the next time you hear from us, it's going to be the 100th episode at our podcast live. And then listen, we're not done. No. We're just going to keep on going. Keep on going, and we're so glad you're here with us. Thank you so much for all those that have listened all this time up till now. Yes. For those that have just started listening, you've got a lot to go back and listen to. <laughs> but we're so glad you're here, too. We need to be in this together. That's right. Love you, moms. We'll okay. see you. Bye. Bye.